Hey Geekscapists, it's Jonathan. This is Geekscape. We're talking movies, video games, and comics. I've got my friend Eugene Bird on the show today. want to remind you guys to go to lootcrate.com slash geekscape. Use the promo code geekscape to get a discount on those Loot Crate subscriptions. But I've wanted Eugene on the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've known each other for about 10 years. About 10 years. He was in our friend Scott's movie. Scott Culver. We are not in the uh, studios there no. in, uh, in Culver City at the Westwood One Studios. But we sound, still sound crisp with these headphones. Which that, you're, that you're using. That I'm using. <laughs> that you weren't uh, using in the beginning. And so Geeks Gabe is, we recorded about eight minutes of this podcast before I switched over to these microphones. I was using the microphone on the Zoom. Yep. This sounds so crisp. Thank you, windscreens, because we're we're recording this outside. So if you if you want to hear eight minutes of Eugene and I talk about David Boreanaz and Taco Bell and Taco Bell and Seven Eleven and Wawa, if you want to hear those eight minutes, we we're going to consider that a warm up. And I say so, I say some very interesting things about David Boreanaz, so you may want to check it out. Well, I'm going to put that on the end of the episode. Uh, you know what? It's only been 10 years of me doing this show. <laughs> like, whatever. No, no, I mean, you know, man, look, you know what they say, man, you know, it takes a little bit longer sometimes to get good at something. And maybe you need another 10. Uh, or maybe on your anniversary of, of 10 years, you, you'll actually be good. Yeah, no, Geekscape is, I miss you. Uh, Comic-Con was amazing. It was great. You can see here some of my sentiments on that warm-up that we did, and we're going to slap on the Wonderful back of this episode. Wonderful warm-up. Uh, today's episode has been brought to you by The Wind. And it will be I was like, at the, in the first eight minutes. Honestly, Eugene, I was like, why is this so windy? Yeah. If I'm looking at your mic and there's yep. a windscreen, I'm looking at my mic, there's a windscreen, and I look down at the Zoom and I'm like, oh, input mic. Yep. One, two. That's, yep. that's what I yeah. want to do. And, and we can see it now. You can see this thing, you know. Dude, this sounds pristine. Does, does it actually now. sound good? These now? new microphones sound good. I'm going to slap these headphones on. Oh, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Here. All right. So this sounds like we might as well be in a studio somewhere. Oh, my God. We really could be in a studio. Wait a minute. I don't even hear the wind. You don't hear the wind. It is windy out here. It is really windy. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. That sucks for the first part. <laughs> the first eight minutes, which you guys will hear on the end, just sound like... <laughs> it sounded like we were in a chopper. <laughs> why did you record this on Bespin? <laughs> why did you do this? So... Uh, if you guys are you guys aren't strangers to Eugene, he he's on he was on Arrow yep. third season, uh, a, a, a cameo in third, and then full on on fourth. Uh, you played Andy Diggle. Andy Diggle, um, and that back and forth drove me crazy. A lot of people, you know, I felt like this should have been more back and forth. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm I mean, a, episode, a, I think season four just drove me crazy. Uh, what was the season three where it was like the Mirakuru and all that stuff? Yeah, that was like, I think, the near the Mirakuru and that was an uh, awesome Arsenal. Season. And Arsenal um, uh, them getting him off the, I think it was getting him off the uh, mm-hmm. off the stuff at that point. And uh, it was still, like, we didn't, you didn't really know if he was going to go find Andy. You, they threw a cameo of Andy in there for real quick. So I don't think anybody knew that I was going to show up, actually. In season four, which uh, was interesting. Surprise! Yeah, surprise! I, I just wish we had, had a, you know, David David Ramsey and I both wish we had a little bit more time mm-hmm. uh, to flesh out that storyline. But you know, it's called Arrow. It's not called Dickel. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> a spinoff. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, it seems like now there are a million of those superhero shows just in that Berlanti. Because at Comic Con, everybody had that, those those Black Lightning bags. Oh, they did. They have a yeah. Now they have a Black Lightning show. But but it's, I know. But but it's but it's, it's not its in the show. but it's not in the the. It's the, not in the Arrowverse. It's not in the Arrowverse. They're calling it the Arrowverse. I know, but I don't think it's in the Arrowverse, is it? I have no idea. Honestly. I think it's supposed to be a little separated from it, which I think is. Look, I guess they feel like they, 
that's too many crossovers. And they, they're in Atlanta. I think they shoot in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. how in the world would you be able to make that work? I know. I you know. know logistically. Well, uh, if you you'd have to overlap the first and the, like one, one of the one of them would have to start shooting a week or two early. Early, but and who wants to do a, that? No. Because that schedule is insane but up there. It's already insane. It's insane. I remember uh, Kevin Tentro and being like, "Yeah, we're already shooting over an eight-day schedule, and on our off day, uh-huh. we're having our actors go on the other show Dude. and so shoot. And there's like no days off." Man, I remember actors on the show saying, "I, I don't know what episode I'm on." Because I'm, I think, and those I'm, aren't complaints. No, they're not complaints. They just those did, are awesome. They're awesome, but they just didn't. They were just, they didn't. They were sitting there going, "I think I'm doing Legends, and then I gotta go do Flash, mm-hmm. and then I'm back here for our set." <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and I'm like, well, "How are you keeping that?" Well, yeah. Is that I, man? I don't, I don't, I don't know. The the driver better know, and the people in the in the script super better know. They better and know. You guys gotta know, and you gotta know. The driver better know which set they're gonna drive yeah. you to because because they're all know, shooting. The they're same all shooting, time. and the crossovers were sometimes. I know a crossover affected an episode I had to do, so I had to do an episode before an episode that I didn't do. So huh? I was sitting there going, yeah, exactly. So it's you were like, doing like episode three hundred eight before episode I had to do 307, three hundred seven, and right. I had to go. Uh, what am I doing yeah. in three hundred eight? I mean, what am I doing on 307? Because you're in both episodes. I was in, but, I was to, gonna, but I had to shoot yeah, you the had, future one before the one, the current one. Because the something one I had was going to gonna be available. Because something was, no, we were just mixing yeah. everything together. And um, that, was a fun sh- that was a fun show to do, man. I really enjoyed working with David. David was fun, man. I, I think, um, and supposedly Arrow got really great in this last season. Like, it, like Yeah, my boy Rick basketball. Gonzalez joined the show. Wild Dog. He's Dude, an excellent actor, man. So I wanted to write an Arrow spec. Okay. And it was going to be Wild Dog. Get out of here. Like in the first season of Arrow, and everybody was like, I remember my friend Brandon Easton being like, hey, Arrow's a great. But nobody writes specs anymore. Geekscape is if you want to be a okay. screenwriter in TV. Like, Don't write specs? Like five years ago, everybody, it was still kind of a thing to write a spec of an episode so that when you submit it to a show, you never submit it to the show that you are, want to write for, so I never would have submitted it to Arrow, but. You want to submit uh, a spec um, just so that they can see that you can imitate a voice. Get out of here. And so the idea... Also because they yeah. know that you can, you can write different Yeah, so 20, 20 years ago, you'd write like a Seinfeld spec or a Simpsons spec to prove that to Family Guy that you could write animated. Mm-hmm. And so even five years ago, I started looking... Or four years ago, Arrow was the hot new show. And I was like, oh, I can write a spec for this. But you don't want to write anything that's really in continuity because mm. clearly they're several months ahead of you. I was going to use a, I was going to do a single episode with Wild Dog what because I remember decide? him from yeah. the '80s. Yeah, but what made you decide Wild Dog out of all the other characters? I had an affinity for Wild Dog because he was like the Punisher kind of ripoff yeah, for that's DC. True. That's true. And I remember my older brother had the Wild Dog comics. It was a four-issue run mm-hmm. of Wild Dog, and it was just so badass. He had the hockey jersey with the dog on it, the hockey mask. It was a bit of Punisher, <laughs> had Jason, the guns. Yeah. the guns. I was like, this is the guy. And and because Arrow is such a street level. Character yeah. and like all that stuff takes place, you know, with guns and fists. Then I thought Wild Dog was perfect, and clearly somebody agreed with me because your buddy is now playing and, him and, and for he, the entire he, stretch of and, the season almost. And, and now, now he's back series regular. Him and um, Echo Kellum who played Mr. Terrific. Oh, dude, Mr. Terrific. They're great, man. I just I feel I'm so happy for him because I felt like Rick came on the show and gave them a, a new swagger. Uh huh. He brought a new little swag to it and. Uh, He's a great actor, man. Personally, I, I think he should get a spinoff, but that's just me. A Wild Dog spinoff would be I really, awesome. It would be great. If you're going to mix him with somebody else, cool. But I, he, 
he's so good. Mm-hmm. He's so good. What I mean, you've had like I, I I think acting is one of the hardest things to do out here because there are a lot of great, amazing actors, and uh, I was hear, I was hearing Kamel Nanjiani talk about uh-huh. The Big Sick, and in the movie there are a lot of actresses who are playing prospective wives because there's an arranged marriage plotline in The Big Sick. Oh, is this a spoiler? Because I haven't seen no, it yet. No, no, it's no. spoiling for me, right? No, no, it's arranged. This is terrible. He, he, you know, he's raised in a Muslim family, and uh-huh. there's a whole sequence where it's like arranged uh, marriage prospects. And he was talking on Mark Marin about how many amazing actresses they were discovering uh-huh. in trying to find all these actresses for the sequence. In LA, it just has some great actors. And yeah. people, I mean, you didn't, even, you don't you didn't even, know. even come out of LA. You came out of Philly. Yep. And Philly, New York. And you were a kid. Like, how did you even carve your way into this? Oh, man, I started when I was seven. Because the, the stakes are not, I mean, they're high. And, like, it, it, the odds are not good. No, but, you know, I feel I feel back then it wasn't as, I'm not going to say it wasn't as tough. Because you had Michael then. J. Fox and all that I stuff. I mean, it was like, it was a lot of stuff. But it, remember, it wasn't Which as many channels. Us, but, yeah. but it wasn't that many yeah. channels at right. the time. It was, like, only a certain amount of channels. Like, I think it's tougher now because there's so many shows. But isn't that more opportunities for actors? There is more opportunities, but you feel like they also were are singling out certain things because you know when you think about it you want to sell a show right so a lot of times you really want you want names right and sometimes right. you're not going to get in on a show because they want names and then now you got youtube right so sometimes they'll they'll give it to a youtube or a vine star or something that's like that. insane they'll, try to, they'll tr- it it amazes me it amazes right. me but you know it's a new medium right I, you know i didn't get it at first and, I was and like, that medium like comes with their seconds. with the eyeballs it does. They've got their. They have their own built-in. It's like, uh, like a friend told me, you know, in in, uh, in the record companies. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they nowadays they want you to bring your own your own uh, fan base. Same thing with with. So with, what do they do? They they don't do. Like, what's many, the record? There's not many people that so develop like, anymore. If you really think yeah, about it. So why not have just like an artist-centered model where you're doing this Kickstarter stuff, raising your own thing, and you're doing because they want they want you to bring an audience. So um, you're going to take somebody off of YouTube or Vine who has like a four point something million or whatever how many followers because you know they're going to bring eyeballs right. and they're going to already give you an almost, almost a, an instant built in fan base because they're going to be on Twitter they're going to be on Instagram you don't have to really do that much publicity right they're going to do the publicity for you half the time so why do those so people even exist <laughs> man at this point <laughs> I don't even know if they really do I mean there are really good social media uh, you know, publicists who work for very much. Yeah, I mean, there's great ones. I mean, we were just talking about Mel. We were talking right. about Mel in our eight minutes that we uh, are lost. Geekscape to the win. is this is this the, the the this entire episode is just a preview for the eight minutes. Yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> really is. Because like, there's a lot of stuff that got talked about in the first eight minutes that are, are we're lost to the win. In the big sick, the wind files. Before we move on, the big sick is amazing, and you guys yeah. should watch it. I recommended it to Eugene. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna definitely. It's, go a, see it. it's really pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I um, I think it's tough. You got, you, but you started out and like I'm seeing that you did like Sesame Street yep. and like Cosby. Uh-huh. Like you might like, there. How many uh, kids are out there that are just cute kids? And then as they start to get into like middle school, maybe the the drive isn't there, or the talent isn't there, or the inf- family structure isn't there uh-huh. to really be conducive to this becoming more. Like, how did you come out of being a child ki- like actor? I, it, because so many things can go wrong. So many things can go wrong, but that's the that's the thing is that it's it, it's the the structure I had. You know, I mm-hmm. had a mother who basically would play reverse psychology on me. What do you mean? Well, she would go, oh, if you don't really want to do this anymore, you don't have to. 
So it was, it, it, but she would say it in a way that I knew she was being honest with me. Right. But she was also testing to see if I really wanted to do this. What business. else could there be? I mean, what else was there that? I mean, what were you uh, into? You know, man, I really was into writing as well. I, you know, I wanted to, at one point I wanted to be a lawyer. Wanted to point it, every child wants to be an astronaut. Right. Uh, there were other things that I, I thought about doing, but I started acting when I was seven, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I got put into an acting class because I was like, my mom couldn't find me in malls sometimes, so she would find me uh, in a crowd of people, and I'm like imitating a mannequin or I'm telling Eddie Murphy jokes. Are you serious? I'm telling Eddie Murphy. I'm like a little six year old kid telling Eddie Murphy. So you had like a little crowd around you? Had a little crowd around me. Dude, I had a crowd around me because I got lost in the mall, but it was a pet store and I got my head stuck in a cat (laughs) cat house. (laughs) You know those like carpeted cats? Are you kidding me? You no, know, you know those like carpeted yes, cat Yes, you got you. You put your head in there and got I was stuck. Looking, I was looking for the cat. I was looking for the cat. I got my head in there. My dad had to buy the damn thing and have them saw it open for me to get my head out your of Your head there. was really that stuck in that thing. My, I think the question is, was my head really that big? Yes. It went in fine, so. but then it probably... How old were you? How old were you? Probably 16? <laughs> I was about to say, man. I'm like, well, I, I have no sympathy for you if you're 16. Then I'm like, you're just a dumbass. Maybe two or three, but damn, that's something I could probably do tomorrow and people would believe it. But I think I was like two or three and I was okay. looking for the cat. That's funny. Um, wow, they had to saw so, you out. Yeah, that's I great. wish. I wish I, I I knew how to put a crowd together with anything other than a well, I wasn't young thinking Jack about it. Stunt. I wasn't yeah. thinking about it. It's like you know, that's you, who you, you did. just you just did it, and so it felt like a natural fit for me. It was a big ham, you know, and I. Right. Uh, and I, I don't know, man. And I was, I, I think I was just lucky because I had the right manager at the time, uh, Edie Rob. She was a great, uh, still love her. She, she, she was a great um, career starter, I mean, because she had Joey Lawrence. Um, wow. And she's she out of New York. She was out in your. I think she's still bi coastal now. Right. I mean, bi coastal, right. She's yeah. doing things like Blossom and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. At that time, she, she didn't was... have Joey after that. Okay. Um, she had Joey up to a certain point. And right. She had Seth Green. Really young kids. She had Seth Green. Yeah, we were yeah. all young kids. Um, her stable was excellent, actually. And everyone there turned into somebody. Somebody, yeah. Yeah, like Seth. Seth and Joey are, are huge. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out who else was there at the time. Um, she had the dude from. Uh, Two guys, a girl in a pizza place, but not Ryan. Not Ryan Reynolds. Not Ryan Reynolds. He had, he had the other guy, uh, Richard Rick Ricolo. Right. Richard Ricolo, I think is his name. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And so she had an eye for talent. I will say that. I mean, I'm not trying to put it on myself, but I mean, her talent eye was always fantastic. And, but then once you became like a, like a young teen, like yeah. you're, are you locked in? Like like I was this is definitely in. something that you want. Once to do. I did Cosby. Yeah, because right. I, I was always you setting like goals for myself. How many episodes of Cosby uh, did you do? Maybe I've done like maybe five episodes, maybe. I did one where I was just it was just me on the show. Um, with Wait, the, what? With the, it was like you know we I had an episode where it was just me was the guest star as, the, right. as a kid, but um, and the character's name was Eugene. It was like it, it, he got writ- I got written into the show. It kind of was, was my yourself. name, so I was I was. I was like a, that was like a goal of mine. And you, who are you working with? You were working with Malcolm Jamal. Warner. I'm Michael Michael Jamal Warner, uh, Tempest Bledsoe. I ended up working with before, uh, prior to that um, in a <laughs> the show called Monsters. You remember a show called mm. Monsters? It was a long time ago, but I, it was called My Zombie Lover. And Tempest Bledsoe was my sister, and I was a little 
It was like the monsters, but it was it's just mo- called monsters. But they were with the actual monsters. Or yeah, like just people commentary like, on people. No, it was like it was like an anthology show, like uh, Tales from the Tales oh, from really? the Crypt or Tales from the Dark Side. It was something like that. And was it was it, syndicated. Was it grown up or for kids? It was. It was like in that middle, that middle okay. ground. You it know, was when like it was Goosebumps like Goosebumps ish. No, no, it was way even older. It was than more that. older than that, but uh-huh. it was like that time where you they're putting cheesy shows on, right? Like Tales from the Dark Side. I'm into it. Amazing, amazing, amazing story. I want to watch it. It's still. It's I think you can find it. Actually. It's probably on YouTube or something. Probably. That yeah, I think that episode actually is on YouTube. We're going to look when we break. When we are going to look. Uh, but did that and like, but Cosby was like a goal. I would mm-hmm. always set goals for myself. I would say I want to do this. I want to do that. And one of them was I wanted to do Cosby, and I finally had an opportunity to do that. And then I wanted my own, I wanted a TV show. I was a lead, and I did a Wait. show called Crisscross. But <coughs> the, how old are you? That like something like Cosby is a goal because like I, didn't I was um let me see uh I, I, I'll be very honest about it I'm 41 I'll be 42 I started when I was seven so I was probably about 10 or 14 oh you were okay so you're already 14 about 14 so, okay. and I was like 13 14 when I was yeah. like I want to do this and okay. uh, I'd always been trying to get on Cosby because that was the show at the time that is the show I mean own Thursday nights it was Thursday nights right. it, was, it was a Cosby show and you know when you're a young black kid man you want to do that the pinnacle of that type of show so I was able to do that and I was so happy and then um and, and what did you do you have any stories interacting with bill yeah i mean bill what i love about mr cosby especially after i did the show was that you know whenever you see me he's very he's very complimentary he's very nice uh-huh. uh but you know i always remember i remember one time we went into like a dinner uh dinner for the show and uh you know we have these dinners right before the, sh- the show start and walter did his dinner is like big tables and I look up, and Bill, Bill Cosby is, he usually doesn't, sometimes he'll come in and sit with all of us, and sometimes he has a meeting, and he'll have friends that he'll bring in, and he has them in his room. But he was sitting in front of a mural of himself. Are you kidding me? That was from, like, almost from the ceiling to the floor. And I was like, that is crazy. That was, like, the first time I thought, and I sat down, I was like, man, he's larger than life. Really. He was. Yeah. And it was, um, but, you know, he would make jokes with me. Like, I, I was nervous. An episode that was just me and him acting because we didn't. Ooh. I didn't have any scenes with and him. He's when an I first, icon. Yeah, I didn't have any scenes with him when I first did the show. Right. But this episode, I had scenes with him and Felicia Rashad, and so I, I was, I was doing this. I was bopping my head, and I was trying to remember my lines when I was kind of messing Super up. Super nervous. And then all of a sudden, he started improving, and I was like, "Oh, well, we're doing that." And he's like, "What's wrong with your neck?" And I was like, "Oh, um, yeah, man." Uh, I was like, "Well, you know, oh. I just got a little, little thing." He said, "What happened to?" It? I was like, "Oh, you know, I had a little surgery. It failed." And like the entire audience started, started cracking laughing. up, and it made me at ease. But it was also like, oh, you take it, oh, you, wow, Bill Cosby just sunned me in the middle. And of, it's like, kind of cool people. though that like you could, uh, you, there was a safety net, and that you could have done anything. And the guy knew his stuff so well that he, he knew it, caught man. you. He knew Regardless, it. he would have gotten you. And it, it wasn't like he was insulting you. No, it wasn't he at was, all. He, he, was, made it, he, he made it a character. He trait. made it a character. He made it a choice. And he, and, he, and, he, and he wanted, I think he wanted me to even relax. Even if it came out of your nervousness. Yeah, it yeah. Came, made me go, oh, oh, I should probably, oh, that, that's fine. I wasn't even conscious of doing that. No, I wasn't conscious um, at all. He just caught me. And did, I mean, was it a heartbreaking scene, like, where everything went with Bill? Like, in yeah, man, it's years? heartbreaking to hear, you know, all that stuff, man. And I, you know. He's got to stay out of it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I remember, I remember him for who he is, who who I remember him to be, and I, I, I hated hearing half that stuff. You know what I mean? All, all that stuff. And um, what can you do? I mean, what can you do? What can right. you do? What can you say? Um, you have you have like this trifecta of directors you've worked with. Okay. After that, that I was like, holy. Ooh. 
shit. Is Curtis in, Curtis in part of that? Curtis Hansen is in, in there. In that trifecta? And that's pretty damn awesome, because uh, that was, that was uh, eight miles. Eight miles. But before that, Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch, yeah. Dude, yeah. I remember sitting, I remember when I was living in New York, getting on the subway, and Jim mm. Jarmusch went and got on the subway. And I was just telling somebody about Jim Jarmusch the other day. Well, he can get away with it, too. Because... He, I think this, it was one of my film students, and he wanted to shoot something in kind of like a black and white, uh-huh. locked, kind of a locked black and white look. Uh-huh. And I told him, I was like, hey man, go look at these Jim Jarmusch movies. Yeah. And Jim Jarmusch now in 2017, like, he, he's not making a million movies, but I mean, he was the 80s New York movie he was, scene. And, and he was the, like indie the indie guy. Right. Before indie became indie? Before Kevin Smith and Sundance and all that stuff. In the when, 80s, when Parker Posey was. Before? Was basic. This is what I'm saying, but like yeah. Parker Posey was became what the the queen of indie films. Like he was doing those, doing Strangers on a Train. And was, uh, well, Strangers in Paradise. Strangers in Paradise. Paradise. I said Strangers on a Train. And Jesus. Down by Law. Why did I say Down remember, by Law? Down by Law, the one where they're in prison, is amazing. Don't kill me, Jim, if you hear this. Do not, <laughs> I I remember him coming in uh, when I was a film student in New York. I remember seeing him getting in the, on the subway with with his hair, and he sat down like one row down from me, across from me. Mm-hmm. And I was shaking. I was like, holy shit, that's Jim Jarmusch. Because yeah. I love his work so much. Yeah. Is there anything from that said that you oh, remember? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Because Johnny Depp was in it. Dead Johnny Man. Depp. The movie which Dead is, Man. Yeah. yeah, Dead Man. It was so crazy. Johnny. That was like my first. People always think 8 Miles is my, my first big movie. No. It was really that one. Yeah. It was really that one in terms of just the, the cast of people. I mean, it was Gabriel Byrne. It was... Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, before anybody knew who Billy Bob Thornton mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Before uh, Sling Blade. And so in Sling Blade, uh, Alfred Molina. Wow. Uh, Crispin Glover. Um, of course, Shotty Depp. Uh, Michael Wincott. John Hurt. It was, Robert John Mitch- Hurt. was Robert Mitchum's last film. Mm. And I got to work with Robert Mitchum, John Hurt. Uh, it's a Western. Lance, Lance Henderson was a Western. Love Lance Henderson. Atla- Have you read uh, Lance Henderson's uh, uh, book? I haven't read it, but. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. every time I run into Lance, he's, just, he's a good cat, man. He's gruff. He's Dude, gruff. he wrote this book called Not Bad for a Human, his famous line oh, from hilarious. Alien. Yeah. And it's his biography. And that guy's life was incredible. Yeah. I mean, it still is, but yeah. like, the st- I mean, the stuff that brought him into acting. Was it's a not pretty it's, incredible. It's life. not yeah. It's not it's not normal. I got to read uh-huh. that because I got I got to see how he, how he put it down. He, he also wrote talk, it himself. He did the aliens thing to me. He did that knife gag. He did the knife gag to me. That's insane. Yeah, he did it. He also gave me a knife. What? But it was like it was cause my character. Okay. Had you know, and he went. So he gave me a knife. It was really cool, ceremonial, like Indian. Like, sort listen, of kid. He's like, hey, you know, I just gave you this thing. You know, I want to see what you're gonna do with it. I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> then he was like. You want to you want to learn on that knife trick I did. He did it right between right, fingers right into like my that. fingers. I was like, oh, you're like shitting a brick. Oh no, I was, but it was so fun at the same time. It's insane. Yeah. And his hands over yours, right? Hands, so hands like, over mine. Yeah. Like, and then um, and he did it fast. He did like it an fast. Alien. Did it fast. Because the funny thing is, like you know, when we, we you know you know this, Jesus, you, know, you, dude. you learn to do these things. I mean, right. you learn to do these things. Like that's what I love about acting is we learn to do certain things. Like this. Medical knowledge in my mind from bones, and maybe I'll forget, maybe I won't, but it's in my head. The medical stuff. The medical stuff. Uh, yeah. And uh, oh, but you asked me about Jim Jarmusch. Let me get. Well, I so, just think the guy was he's no, a legend. Well, me. first of all, Jim, Jim would <laughs> come up to me and he'd go, "You know, Gene, I want you to um, with a cigarette, have a cigarette, his hair wild, and you walk up to me, go, with his American spirit, right? Cigarettes. And he'd be like, all right, Gene, this is what I, uh, this is what I want you to do." 
you're gonna come over here with the horse. And, um, no, fuck it. Let's just see what's gonna happen. <laughs> he walks yeah. away, and we'll do something. He always changed it. He and so it's all about adjustments. Different. It wasn't about. I think that's a brilliant move. Well, because he trusted his mm-hmm. actors. He said, "I brought you in here, yeah, to do this job." And actually, all the best act, all the best directors I've worked with, that was their thing. He's like, "I hired you to do this job. I just want you to do." It. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, this is just my take, but uh, I think you loosely block. Like, just be loose, yeah. and, and, and you maybe discuss a little bit of beats, but you need the actor's interpretation of all of the decisions. Like, you can't come in and just say, boom, 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 like the actor, because then... But some, some, because, some do. Some, right, but then, some it's, are, in some cement, but then it's locked in, and it's mostly based on their stupid shots, and it doesn't come out of your performance. So any, no. any surprise that you could have offered me as a director, mm-hmm. I've completely negated the ability to find that because True but not true. You, but you learn how to you know how to work you learn how to work within the confines of what that director wants. Because sometimes they'll give you the parameters. It's like this is your this is the shot. Right. You can always and course. I can always conform your performance to what I want. But But you might get surprised. But you can, but you, I, you, I want you, to get you, surprised. But you can still get surprised in it. Yeah. I mean, that's happened with me. This happens where I've, I've had directors who literally show me the box. And mm. I'm like, well, how much latitude do I have in the box? I say, you have the box. And they'll be like, you have the box. Right. But I need this shot, so. They're on like a long lens or something. Yeah, they're on a long lens. Or they're saying, you know, um, it's really important that I get this section of the particular room. Right. Because I'm going to be, maybe he's going to do some foreshadowing or something. Or he's going to cut to a, he's a, gonna a cut shot to something. That, that needs to be established. So he's like, you give me my take. Yeah. And then I'll give you yours. That's good. And I love... You can, but you can always bargain a director right. for that. Now, when it, episodic television is now too fast, it's too fast. I, my favorite thing from any director I know that it works in TV is that go. That was good. Um, pace. Mm-hmm. Pace. I'm like, I feel like that's really the only direction. Sometimes some of those directors will give. Yes, because uh, that is pace. Well, I mean, you guys know how to do the job. I gave that note not on a movie that was mine, but I was oh. producing our friend Guy's movie in in, okay. in Brazil in November, and he had a TV actor who's a legend in Brazil. It's like I called uh-huh. him. I called him the Brazilian Charles Bronson, and I told him I said we're, I'm coming back and we're making a movie, and he's like I'm too old, and I was like. Yeah, because if you're too young, I don't give a shit. If you're old, matter. if you're old and you're doing all this badass stuff, like it's actually impressive. And I said, and he goes, "What is it?" And I go, "It's an action movie. I don't know what it's called, but I know the title. I just thought of the title." <laughs> and I go, and I go, Let's go. I go, "The title's called Payback's a Bitch." Payback's a bitch. <laughs> Brazilian death. Yeah, it's a Brazilian death. Brazilian, Brazilian death. <laughs> and it's like, what was it? But he, but he, but he is like a. He was like on soap operas for thirty years, okay. and everybody in Brazil loves him. And he was giving a very pregnant. Performance uh, and, every, and everything was very, very important. It yeah. was a little soapy, so I just, I just told. Guy. Was he giving you Armando Sante? Well, he was giving Guy this stuff, and I didn't want to overstep. No, I'm just saying, was he giving Guy Armando Sante? Yeah. And yeah I, have I, you ever I, watched Armando Sante? I, did, I just didn't want to give. I didn't want to step on Guy's toes. Yeah. It was his movie, but I just said. I, he, he looked at me and he said, well, "What should I get?" And I said, "Just have him do it faster," because you stop thinking about the line and you're mm. present. Yeah. We don't slow down as, as human beings when we talk. No, we don't. We don't. We just exist. And we but sometimes we do. Like sometimes it's like you're thinking because you want it to be a thoughtful point. But then sometimes. it's such a but small it's, but it's a part smaller. of that discussion. Yeah. If every line in your conversation is like that. And it's like, hey. it's Shatner. Yeah. It's like Shatner. It's the Shatner. It's the Shatner. Yeah. Shatner. So like, faster sometimes is it good? No, I, I totally direction. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. But, but sometimes, sometimes that's their whole gag. Sometimes it's the whole thing. Sometimes it's like, I, no, there's directors who are like, I love what you're doing. Just give me, pick up the pace, 
That's yeah. it. And, and that works. Then it's just directors, you're like, oh, man, what do you think about this? Uh, mm-hmm. How about this? He's like, yeah, it's fine. Just do it faster. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a direction. That's it's just, you're direction. telling me to do it faster. Yeah, adjectives are usually bad. Yes. Adjectives are usually bad. Uh, goals are usually good. And that's about it. Um, Geekscapes, you're getting a mini film uh, review. Uh, the other the other director, I was like, dude. Who's the other one? Sleepers, Barry, Barry Levinson. Levinson. I was about to say, dude, if you were saying Barry Levinson. Levinson. Yeah, Barry Levinson. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Like That was great, man. And Sleepers is but a But his thing is everything, movie. like, we're going to bring the thing, and you got, that's Barry. Barry was always like, okay, so when, you, so when he throws the thing, and you know, you're going to run, and you're going to catch the thing, everything was a thing. The thing. The thing. The you're going to catch the thing, and then when you're going to move, and then you get the thing. Uh, so I just want you to make sure that when you get the thing, that you just drop down, you get up, and you do the thing. Dude, <laughs> my brother went through this whole phase when he was, at, I mean, he's still doing the pro wrestling thing mm-hmm. on, on Lucha Underground stuff, but I don't know what pro wrestlers he was hanging out with in the WWE that they would date. Everything was a gimmick. I was like, yeah, you know, that gimmick and that, that, that gimmick and, you know, you do the gimmick, the gimmick. Yeah, you know, that gimmick, gimmick. And I, it was annoying. Yeah. I can understand, like, having some patience for Barry Levinson because Barry Levinson is fucking Barry Levinson. This is Barry Levinson. But the gimmick, gimmick, I don't know, that gimmick, gimmick. It's like, dude, use your words. <laughs> use your, you know what? You know what? At a certain use point, this is, this is how, like, how, hey, how cats talk. And so, was it, I mean, is there anything you took away from... Barry Levinson. I mean, what I what I took from Barry Levinson was to be present, right? Um, to not you know, anticipate, I, uh, not to well, really yeah. to just go with the, the the rawness. He just wanted it. He just wanted it. He wanted it raw. He and that movie is fucking raw. If you guys have seen film. Sleepers, it's that a is a film, movie. Man. Like uh, Jonathan Tucker, uh, rest in peace, Brad Renfro. Yeah. Um, because the movie's about molestation, then coming back yeah, like years later it's and a getting darker, revenge on the guy who molested thing, you. Man. It's a dark. It's a dark movie. It's Jason a dark Patrick, movie. Jason, Jason Patrick, Brad Pitt. Um, Is Kevin Bacon um, in that movie? Uh, Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. Yeah. Um, Ron Eldard. Was that Ron Eldard? Yeah, Ron. And Eldard. That movie is it's brutal. Dark. It's dark. Um, it's dark. And then, <laughs> of course, like super, like the late Curtis Hansen. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I didn't know he did River Wild until you, didn't know you that? and I started talking. And I was like, dude, yeah. no wonder River Wild's like a better movie than it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, because you think about like those 80s, early 90s, like adventure movies, and, and the River Wild could have just been a fun movie. Yeah. The movies, and it's got some suspense and great, uh-huh. but like he also did The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yep. And there are so many Hand That Rocks the Cradle imitation movies, uh-huh. especially today, there's still a ton of Hand That Rocks the Cradle you know, movies. There's, there's a bunch of them. And that is easily. The, like the gold ring of mm-hmm. like <laughs> the, uh, the 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 obsessed movies obsessed movies of like I guess it's like you know the nanny is going to replace the wife and have the baby for herself and you know revenge the husband and all mm-hmm. this stuff or seduce the husband so I mean, you look, always look, look the work he did in LA Confidential dude LA Confidential is amazing <laughs> but, but what I'm yeah, saying young is, Russell Crowe what I'm saying is he made movies that could have just traditionally been suspense movies yeah. and we've seen those traditional suspense movies today done by lesser directors mm-hmm. and he elevated them well, like because, crazy Hand the Rock the Cradle and River Wild are elevated movies for those absolutely. genres he's a, he's a student man he was a student man he was a student of the game and he always wanted to create something different uh-huh. for each film he did right. like when we uh, when we got a mile when, I, when we did a mile we, we did five weeks of rehearsals Wow. Know, to get Eminem, re- one, to get him ready, and Not also we were testing. He's yeah, good, no, right? but he's, he's not an actor. He wasn't an okay. actor. 
But right. you know, but I, what, I, what I really appreciated about him is that he he took it seriously. He treated it. He was like, man, I'm treating this like an album. Sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I just want to make sure I get it right and we get it we get it down. It's, it's good. And what I love about Curtis is like he he made us like watch certain movies because he wanted he wanted to have a certain look. Like we watched Chopper. This is before Eric Bana. Anybody who knew who Eric Bana was, it was watched Chopper and he wanted that look at first. Mm-hmm. So we did test shots of like I had blonde in my hair and I had different looks. We all had different grittier looks. Just to try and find out. Just to find out what, 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 how we wanted to shoot it. So like you millioned you guys a bit just yeah. to be like, hey. It's not just about the the color and the picture. It's about I'm actually changing what you guys look yeah. like. He wanted to see where we fit. Like for me, what, what was I gonna was I gonna do with my hair? And I decided to go with twists and like those those sort of devil chops uh-huh. because I wanted to give the guy this sort of like slick but sort of like ground level kind of dude. And then in a weird way, man, as we did the project. We all started taking on the, our person, the personalities of those characters. We almost started, like, you know, having clicks in a very mm. strange way. It was, we're all friends. But, but five it, weeks. But, but like no, that was five weeks just for that. That's amazing. We shot the film for maybe four or five months. Wow. And uh, a lot of what you saw on film was a lot of stuff where we just went, we got raw, we got gritty, we did, we did certain things. But, you know, Curtis was a technician. He, he loved what he did. Um, he was brutal. He was rough. Like he, he'll he'll tell you the truth. Like what do you mean? Like if he if you he, he wasn't liking something you were do, you were doing, you were gonna know. He's gonna let you know. It was gonna be a little bit. I always say it's a little passive aggressive. But how does he? Not but like, in a but in a way that made you understand. Like okay, that's what I gotta do. Okay. Yeah, I worry that like if you start acting like that, you're gonna lose your actor. You know, you're gonna you're gonna. He, the well, resentment, he did it. The but, resentment's gonna build. Well, because it feels he didn't personal. do it exactly. And but he he did it in a way where, you know, he's just. He'll just tell you the truth, and sometimes it was it was very brutal. But you either have to accept it or not. And we, I think he he got the performances out of us right. that he needed, and it was like he was like a, a I didn't say play mind games, but he did Instigate. certain things to get us to be certain ways. But the whole movie is that. The whole movie. The whole movie that. feels like it. it people in, in an environment that's it's instigating testing. you. It's that's testing. testing you. It's testing. And I wonder if that's how he f- directed in those other films. Know. You know, it's like it seems like almost know. he did his own form of acting in that, you know, well, who he was knows? very who good. he was very good at He it, got into a mindset he knew, specific he, to that movie. He knew what each actor was going to bring. He knew what he wanted from each actor and he he, he got it. He got what he wanted. In I don't know. I mean, Eminem didn't do any other acting beyond that. No, I don't think he. he, I I think he might have done something else after that. But you know, I mean, man, because he was awesome in that movie. He was amazing, and and Joshua Baton, man, Joshua Joshua Baton was his uh, his his acting coach, Mm -hmm. uh, a really good actor. Fuck, he's a fucking great actor, actually. Um, um, Who who didn't? I I felt didn't get enough credit for helping for for preparing M and scenes and making sure that he was. You know, locked. You know, locked in. Because right. we, we had long hours, man. And then when, like, and then from there, you're kind of transitioning to t- mostly TV, or like, what is going well, on? Well, I mean, because I know, met you ten or so years yeah, yeah. ago, and it, in like eight miles, what, two thousand two, two thousand three. Well, we did it in two thousand one, which was nine eleven. Okay. I, sh- sh- you want to hear something funny? You want to hear something funny? I tested. Yes, yeah, so let's make it. Let's hear it's not even funny. Let's it's not joke funny. About 9/11. I know. It's actually. I here shouldn't say go, it's guys. funny. You ready? <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, I tested for eight mile the day that happened. Really? And I walked. I, I was on the phone with my uh, my girl at the time, and 
I was talking to her and all of a sudden she was like, yeah, did you see this? Like a plane flew into the World Trade Center? I'm like, nah, that's weird. Talk to her, all of a sudden I see the other one flying. Mm -hmm. And then I had to go into my test. I walked into my test, I said, I can't do this right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be distracted. My girl's in New York and something's happening. We shut it down until like five o'clock that afternoon. And so, and then it took us, we couldn't get back into New York. So right. it was like, that. it's funny, 8 Mile will always remind me Where of that Where was time. that read, in LA? Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, was I, Detroit, man. And you didn't, in that first plane, you don't believe it, because you th you're thinking. You don't believe it at all. You, well, you I thought was, it was a, you thought it was something an accident because I li I had just yeah. I moved to New York a week before that happened. Oh wow! And I okay. I remember a friend of mine in Austin who I was on the computer with. Yeah, we were. I mean, I, it was dial up modem. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's and right. I remember that's right. just being on the computer with him. I like doing instant message, and he said, a, you know, I think a plane just hit the trade center, and I thought about the summer or two you know like I think summer in 98 mm -hmm. that guy got the glider onto the White House lawn oh, during yeah, the Clinton that. presidency like he yeah. threw he flew a glider onto the front house lawn and it, it crashed into the back of the White House mm -hmm. and I was like yeah okay and he was no like it's big it's yeah. a big ass plane right. and I started checking the news sites which was basically Yahoo at that time wow, or yeah. something like or that Lycos, or Lycos yeah or something like, like Lycos and, uh, and and seeing that stuff and then immediately yeah. Sirens, sirens. Because yeah. I was just off Broadway, and they were using it as a thoroughfare mm -hmm. to get down there, and it was insane. So it's it's still a very a, a surreal moment in my life, and, it, and it's connected to that. It will always be connected to mm -hmm. Eight Mile, but uh, yeah, I shouldn't say it was funny. I was saying it was crazy. It was a crazy time. Not a funny story. Not a funny story. Not a funny. Uh, I, I, I did not I laugh funny. at your story. I don't know, but it was like funny. It's strange. It was like it was like funny in a strange way. It feels like. like it happened. To other. It doesn't feel like it happened in this life. No. It Even though it has completely shaped where we are in 2017 as yeah. a planet, yeah. politically, culturally, socially, it shaped us. That yeah. single day shaped everything. It doesn't. It was so monumentous that it monumental that it didn't feel like it happened in this life. No, it doesn't. It was enormous. It's crazy. Um, and so when you when you finished with like something like Eight Mile, uh -huh. how did you start getting into like the TV game? Because I had always done TV, but right. I just um, just fell back into it. I think I, I think did I do Crossing Jordan? And I think TV had a shift. I think well in the two thousands, TV started having a shift. Towards what we are looking at now, and by sort of, but by two thousand four, when Lost came out, what, Lost was what, yeah, what two thousand four, four two thousand five. I, I mean, I think it was two thousand four. And what they did with ABC was, it, I remember Lost being that first on-demand show where if you missed this episode, yeah. it was going to be on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because that's ABC right. had that deal with iTunes, the other networks looked up and created Hulu because they yeah. didn't want to be left out in the cold. I'm and that, that started the whole ro ball rolling I think towards lost, where we are lost, today. Lost, 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 I think, started that whole Walking Dead sort mm -hmm. of like... we got to talk about this. You, I mean, and before that, I don't remember them killing characters off, mm -hmm. you know, like that. Or having this really strange sort of like mystery on a show. I mean, yes, you had Twin Peaks. Sure. So we, we could say probably Twin Peaks was sure. like that at, at a certain point. We were but too young for that. We were too young for that. But like Lost... And then, you know, Game of Thrones and, mm -hmm. and all those other shows. But I think it all started in that window, at, briefly after 8 Mile, where mm -hmm. you're now getting into a climate of TV, where mm -hmm. TV is an elevated form. And it's yeah. and now it is... It, oh, well, it's a totally different... I mean, more, more actors want to come to... But it's not even just that. Like, we, you mentioned Mark Maron at one point. Mark Maron and Glow 
I think it's a great show. I, I love that. I, I love it. And I thought his performance this was is maybe the sixth or seventh Geekscape in a row where we are. Somebody mentioned Glow. Rockin' Glow. It's, we it's, loved it. It's a great show. And Mark Marin, if he doesn't get an Emmy nod, I don't know. He should. He if can, I wrote a movie and I want Mark to be in it. He should. He's good. I, I, wrote I didn't really know. Mar- I, wrote I, didn't even, I didn't even know Mark was good like that. I really didn't. I had no clue. Right. Other than knowing him from his, his show, mm-hmm. I mean, not his TV show, but his, like, his, uh, his podcast, I had no clue mm-hmm. who Mark Marin was. And then all of a sudden I'm watching, I'm like, yo, this is Mark Barron? He's awesome. He was like, he's awesome in this book. And everybody's Fitz, awesome Fitz, in that movie. Oh, everybody. Everybody. But what Allison were you going to say or... about them being in that format? Because I think we were t- you mentioned Glow when we were talking about the elevated format of oh, TV. Oh, oh, become... uh, and just because I think most, you can see like, okay, um, you're hearing right now, Julia Roberts is about to do an Amazon show. Right. It's like we had Nicole Kim and do Nicole the Gary we, Sinise all came, this. Gary Sinise, who was big at one point, came down and did CSI New York. Mm-hmm. It's like they started bringing people, like bigger actors, were coming to television. Kevin Spacey with House of Cards. And, I had a friend who, maybe in 2006, 2005, 2006, went to. I'm not going to say the name of the individual. Okay. Uh, I think it was at the studio, like Paramount or somebody who wanted to go into. They, but they had to, you know, they wanted to do TV, and he was pitching his TV series. Okay. And. Uh, and she said, "Well, who do you view as the lead?" And he okay. said, uh, "I view Tim Roth." I mean, this is before Tim Roth actually had a TV show. I mean, before he decided to do lie to me, yeah. And so he said, "I," I he goes, "I, I honestly envision Tim Roth." Mm. And she put her hands on the table, leaned across to him, and she said, "Let's get something abundantly clear." He was a young writer at the time. She goes, "Tim Roth is a movie star. I know he will never." never. Do hey. television ever now? If you want to be a movie star, you basically have to put on tights. You have to be at an adventure. You, got, you, you, you better you better be ready to, to, to do real money, right? You know, to be in something like you know, you got to do Captain America. You got to do. I was in uh, at Comic Con. I was at a mixer and for uh, Lion Force, the comic company uh-huh. that I wrote comics for. And I was talking to somebody from another comic book company. Okay, uh, that has more panache, and they've had movies made. Uh-huh. And I was going off about a property that they've had. And I said, man, when I was in high school and college, I wanted to make a movie out of that. I had the whole movie in my head. And he turned to me and said, you don't see a 13-episode TV series? And I said, no, I see a movie. And really what he was engaging is like, he's basically telling me, he's like, dude, we can't make that as a movie anymore. But we it has can, to be it has, a TV series. It has series. to be a TV series. This all has to be TV series now. Like, all this stuff has to be TV series now. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you want to extend your life of, of, of a property. Right. And certain properties are, you know, you're going to be like, that will work better as a TV show. And everybody wants a franchise thing. Everybody wants a franchise. Everybody wants a Marvel universe. Right. You know how, you know how hard it is? Marvel, first of all, Blade does not get enough credit for basically really starting it. Blade was the shit. The Blade, Blade really started. Amazing. Blade pre- pretty much started that, that train. He makes he makes the weapons. I use them. Uh, man, my favorite is literally the opening sequence. It's incredible. Comes in, the, bl- the, and, the dance party? The dance party, and it's like, and then the blood rain starts coming down, and then he starts, he throws the, throws that director, and then that director. It was, director, was get, what is that, get, it was get, no, it was no, that, that was that, that was the, the second second one. The first, the, the first, first director, was, who was The that? first director went and he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and they had wrecked uh, that script so what much. What's his name? I'm sorry. Was it Lev Grossman? Was it Lev Grossman? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Lev you're Grossman. thinking of you're thinking of the dude who worked with vampires later in the in the uh, 
the 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 Kate Beckinsale. Oh, movie. Underworld. No, Underworld. that's uh, that's uh, Lynn Wiseman. Lynn Wiseman. That's Lynn Wiseman. Who am I thinking of? I can't remember. But all I remember is that if I saw Blade and was like, "This is great." And I remember seeing Blade Two in the theater and just being like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah they made a sequel to Blade. Hey man, I remember. I went to go surprise a friend of mine at a comic. It was, I've never been to a comic. I didn't even know what Comic Con was. It wasn't even that big. It was 1999, right. and I went to go surprise a friend. And I was sitting there, and I see Keanu Reeves on a on a stage, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "What's the Keanu Reeves doing here?" And he, they're showing this thing, and he's bending, and I'm like, "What is that?" And somebody's like, oh, "Something called the Matrix." I was like, "Oh, there's like ten looks, people looks in the room." Cool. There's like 20, yeah, ten people. I was like, I was like oh, "There's like ten cool. people in the room." And they might have been San Diego Comic Con. Right. It was like, it wasn't but it was like what it, is. it wasn't what it was now. And, I, yeah. and I, all I cared about was I was meeting. Um, <laughs> what? I was meeting. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Oh, I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. Hot. Boshian. Uh, uh, it, it was Idle Hands, Dark oh, Angel. Oh, um, uh, Dushku. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. No, not Dushku. No, um, no. Uh, uh, oh, wow, this is terrible. I'm blanking at the moment. And was she Josie the Pussycats? That's not her. No, it? no, no, we're talking about um, uh, Dark Angel. Uh, oh, oh, uh, 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 Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. And all I remember, I was like, oh, that's Jessica Alba. Oh, I was like, oh, man, she's hot. Oh. I didn't care the Matrix was there. If I had cared, I would have realized that I, I just I would have right ju- need to meet the Wachowskis. This is about to be the biggest thing in a very long time. Right. I mean, look, Matrix spawned video games, mm-hmm. uh, apps, you know, different thing. I, th- I mean, it was doing different stuff at the time. I think that was the first time you saw people try to integrate all those and, things at the same time and without the Matrix the Animatrix we definitely don't get the Underworld movies no, we definitely we don't. don't get the Resident Evil movies no, we, we don't. definitely don't get a lot of these movies it educated a lot of stuff uh, and I think Blade had a little bit of that language it too it, it was did. it was a trench coat movie it was I think I'm just going to call yeah. those all trench coat yeah. movies yeah. hey man all those trench coat movies remember Darkman dude I love Darkman Dark I man. used to think that dude that, that, that was Liam Neeson Dude, it was absolutely Liam Neeson, and I think I always thought that henchman should have played Otto Octavius. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he should have been, but I mean, obviously Alfred Molina uh, uh, killed uh, it. Larry, what's his name? His, Larry, I forget. Larry Drake. Was it was Larry Drake, right? Was Larry Drake the character? Or was Larry? Oh, you talking about the, the evil, the evil, yeah. the evil, the evil, the, yeah. the lead evil guy? In it was Dark Man, the, the dude from um, L.A. Law who played yes. Uh, yes. Benny. And so I st- yeah. and I. Um, we, in, in our workout groups, we do these uh, stretches, and I call them silly birds, where you stand on one foot and you lean forward. And, okay. and I'm like, and I think they're called something completely else, but I got my entire workout group to start calling them silly birds. That's hilarious. And it's only because that scene in Darkman where that Mercury bird leans down and hits the lighter and explodes. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. And then that's how he gets. That's, that's how, how he becomes gets. Dark and do you remember how he flies forward? Ah, ah, the green screen. And then it's just burning. Uh, but the thing with that's a Sam Raimi movie, and the story oh, is right. Sam is Raimi didn't make money off that, The Quick and the Dead, all that stuff. He didn't really start making serious money until they were doing the Hercules Zenas. Oh, that's right. Because TV, again, that's right. He went TV to TV. Was real. And by the way, you could do something like super, you know, like Hercules and Zena. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was it? Hercules Zena and uh, Cleopatra. Yeah. Uh, 2099 or, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I I loved Zena. Mm-hmm. I think. Zena was like my first introduction. That was when I was like, "This is, this is basically what I, I thought Wonder Woman was going to be." You know, right. you know, at the time, you were right. like, like, "You could make a Wonder Woman movie. Look at this." No, yeah, yeah so I was like, "Look at that. She's, look at what she's doing." Lucy, I was like, "Lucy Lawless is Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Like she's this Amazon and <laughs> I used to love that. Oh my god!" And I was like, right. "She was." Those were my like guilty pleasures was to watch. The Don't Zena. be guilty. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm talking about the time. Right. I'm talking about the time. 
you know, I'll admit it like, wholeheartedly. Your now. parents walk in and you're like, no, no, I wasn't doing anything. Because you remember when being a geek wasn't, it wasn't cool. You don't have to tell me. I it wasn't a, cool, no, man. You don't have to tell me. There's a locker room still. There's a, there was an old locker probably thrown out when they rehab, yeah. refitted my, my high school and it had my face on it. It was like, dude. No, you don't have to tell me, But man. it's not even that. You know, when I... And I, you know, and I feel like some people are, are taking advantage of it. Like, you see these really hot girls that all of a sudden are, like, wearing R2-D2 we stuff. Those, and I was like this. Come on, now. You wouldn't have done that back then. But then you have those girls who did. No, you and do. And that's insane. But do, no, but you, but you have to... But you knew those chicks were authentic. But it was in secret. That's what I'm saying. They were secret nerds. They were secret nerds. They were secret nerds. And they would watch that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to one... Who I think it was at Comic Con, and she's like, "You want to hear my favorite thing?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." She's probably gonna say something like Doctor Who or something that's a bit more popular. She said MST3K, and she goes, "I thought Joel Hodgman was the cutest guy Get ever." And I was like, "She really Ooh. pulled that out." She and it wasn't like the most recent yeah. Netflix version, which we love with Jonah. Yeah, it was like Joel Hodgman, the one that they were filming back in their day the in Minneapolis. The original. Like, I was like, "Holy shit! Are you kidding? Who are you?" <laughs> she was like, "What else when you go?" Oh, you're really, you actually really are a nerd. Total I remember, nerd. I, I'll, I'll say it right now. I, I, I remember it was a stripper. <laughs> I'm dead, very dead serious. My friend, like, took home a stripper once, and he brought her to my house. And That's not a good friend, is I, it? No, no, is no, no, a good no, friend? no, no. Is that a bad friend or a great friend? Well, he's great because here's the thing. He would never have done it if she wasn't who she ended up being. Okay. She came over to the house, and she's an absolute nerd. She was playing at my, she, while we were all doing other stuff. She was playing Super Mario. So he Kart. met her at some club. They did whatever met they were doing. Yeah, met her at a club. And then brought her to so the. So he started hanging out with her. Started hanging like, out with okay, her, and I was like, like a date are, later. and then when he brought her, I was like, wait a minute, was that the stripper? But she looked totally different. Mm-hmm. She had glasses. She 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 was, she was playing her Super Mario Kart on her on her uh, DS on her and Nintendo DS. And I was sitting, and she was like, does anybody else have this? I'm like, wow, and she was smoking hot. Like it was. This was once again. This is when it was not cool to it's be insane. a nerd. This was right. when it was not cool to be a nerd. You know, this is when we had just came out. It's 2006. So this was still like we're not cool yet. Right. Walking Dead hadn't come out no. yet. You know, uh, Game of Thrones hadn't existed yet. You know, people weren't. There weren't. The Marvel Universe was not around. Wouldn't have been around for another two or three years. I know. So it's like. This is when you're like, yo, you're legitimate. You're legitimately mm-hmm. a cool chick. No dance. Yeah. <laughs> and then you threw some money at That's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful. She's like, you, you know not. what? If I, if, if I win this Mario Kart, yeah. you dance for and, me. And the next time I saw her, it was, I think it was in the club, I, I, I was like, no, no, no dance. No dance. No, no, no I respect you too much. I respect you. I respect you. I respect you. you. I, know too you. Much. I know you now. I know you're you now. one of us. You're one of us. You're I cannot see you as that again. At all. It ruined it. I actually, I think I stopped going there, or I think she quit. You had to. I really, I couldn't do it. But here's the thing: like San Diego Comic Con is basically like that club now. Well, do you, you remember see E3? people walking around? Where, yeah, E3. It was out 2003, of 2003, 2004, and it became a thing. It like became a problem. Booth babes, and it became a problem. Maybe a huge problem. It was like in. It was going to get violent. <laughs> yeah, man. It was getting a little ridiculous. I mean, girls with their cheeks out. Right. You know, I. You said in public today, but in two thousand four. Two thousand four was insane. Like, it was you weird. Can't have your cheeks hanging out. Of no, your they were like hanging out, and it was a and it was a, a thing. And I remember, I remember going, "Wow, man, this is this is these, this is serious. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what it is." But, you know, E three. I mean, I was going to E three since two thousand four. Right. Two thousand five. Like when you couldn't get in. 
It was like I was always like getting somebody's pass or something. Mm-hmm. Now I can go now because they I do video games now. And you were in Gears, of, yeah, Gears of War, Gears 4. of War, Gears of War Four. How yeah. was that? Oh man, it's like you understand Gears of War. Because I saw War, you again, and you were with Liam. Yeah, I was with Liam. And I saw you uh-huh. in San Diego last yeah. summer. Yeah. And I had met Liam, Mr. McIntyre. Yep. Through Geekscape. I gotta get oh, he him. Did, I, oh, he did. No, no, he, I gotta get him on Geekscape. Oh, okay. And, uh, oh, you gotta get him. We should. I gotta get him because he was doing the He's, Kamikaze thing He should be back in September, really? Um, yeah. The Weather Wizard. The Weather Wizard, yeah. And, um, and Spartacus. And Spartacus. Don't, don't leave him out. Don't leave Spartacus don't leave out. Don't leave that out. He told me the funny-ass story about Spartacus, and I will... Was he t- was he talking about uh, talking uh, uh, Manu Bennett, who plays... Uh, I love Manu Bennett. Slade? But Slade Wilson? No, yeah. he was talking about uh, the director for that specific episode of Spartacus that he was on. Uh-huh. Wanted to do a Guy Ritchie type shot where you really see the impact oh, and then of it's a like, punch. Yeah, you know, like Guy Ritchie would do the slow mos yeah. where you, somebody gets punched and you really see and the you see, full and you contact. See the, you see the chi go out, and you're shooting at such a high <coughs> speed that when you slow it down, it just you see all of it, tooth yeah. rattle, everything. And he did not want to punch the stuntman, like even three quarter force. And the stuntman's like, "Dude, just lay into me." And oh Liam's God. like. I, are you I, sure? I don't want to. And Liam's the nicest. And Liam he's the is so nice. Guy. He's, but he's playing Spartacus, and Spartacus and the biggest has to nerd, by the way. Punching. I want to get him on. I mean, anybody who makes to. their own card game should come on the show. Yes, um, uh, Monster Lab. <laughs> so Liam was telling us at Stanley's Comic Con, we were on stage, mm-hmm. and he was telling us that he was like, "Okay, I'm going to go for it." And at the last minute, he pulled it because he's like, "I just can't punch this guy in the fucking face," and he saw the playback. You saw him pull it? He, no, he saw the playback, and the guy's like, come here. He saw the playback, and it looked like he's coming in slow, and he just caresses the guy's face. It is so not so it a went, punch. It, went, mm. it is so not a punch. It was like it looked like a Dove commercial. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, uh, they got a stand-in for me. <laughs> they yeah. were like, yeah. Like, when so when you watch the shot, you can see what? it. Now it's I a close-up of a hand. Go get... Another stunt guy. Who knows yeah, what he's doing? Yeah. Why Liam, are you going to stand? Liam was not going to go full bore into some dude's Dude, face. Dude, first of all, Liam is just not that guy. And he he's, was the lead in Gears of War Four. He yeah, he's the lead. Like, he plays JD Phoenix. JD Phoenix. He, he plays Marcus's son. That's weird, man. Did you? Did you guys do motion control? Motion cap? No, for we, that? Did, we did not voice? do. We, did, we just did voice. Um, it was great. I mean, we had times with me, him, Laura Bailey, mm-hmm. and we've had uh, Laura Bailey on the show. She, she, she's great. Now we just need Liam. You just need Liam. Hey, you should get John DiMaggio. No, 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 not him. Why you won't? I'm kidding. I'm what do kidding. You, mean? I'm kidding. You, you need Marcus You're Phoenix. Good. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> you know, you, you don't want the court, you don't want Bender. Right. Rodriguez on your show. You're we need crazy. him. You need Bender. Rodriguez. Uh, we can finish out the whole. We can get the four yeah. of Gears yeah. of War four. Get, get get the four, man. Um. So, video games. You know. I mean, that's I. I I did not play Gears of War four. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm hold it against you. Okay, but I mean, you. I've seen you in other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did Battlefield Hardline. And you play the? I mean, do you like video games are my thing. What do you play? What do you play? What do you play? When you say video games are my thing, what, oh man, you, uh, you play all of them. I mean, I mean, my favorite game when I was growing up was Bionic Commando. Bionic Commando is a shit. Did you see it, the it, HD it, remake of that? I. I did I get the? It HD was on the. It was, it was on the 360. No, I'm trying to think if I got. Yeah, I did get the. Uh, I didn't really like the. I, I, I didn't really it. like it, and I had Gargoyles Quest 
which is another friend of mine that on my on my Game Boy. Shit, it's my favorite. Shit. This my favorite Game Boy game of all time was Cargo. There you go. There you go. Because it, it is great. It was what Zelda Two should have been. Thank you. That top down quest. Thank you. Drop into those missions. And then you're just, and you got your little gargoyle, you got your gargoyle, and he's like spitting out the flames. Gargoyle's Quest is it's great. Shit. It's a great game, man. I played it nonstop, nonstop. So, Bonnet Commando. I remember I did a, I, I co-hosted Attack of the Show. I remember mm-hmm. when G4 was, was popping. And they were surprised that I pulled up certain games. They went, oh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm, I, I'm about this life. I'm not an actor. I'm not an actor. I, I'm, I mean, I'm an actor, I'm an actor but, but I'm actually a gamer. Right. You know, uh, in the game now, it's like I feel sad because I don't play as much as I used to. You can't. Um, but I, I thought Inside was a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, made by the Limbo guys. You, know, you didn't play? Um, Limbo was a great game. You right. play Limbo? I did. Inside is a great game. That's it's cool. a great commentary. You should play that. Um, and, uh, but these are shorter games. These are shorter games. Yeah, because, like, like you know, when you get older, man, you don't have as much time. Right. Like, I try to play Horizon. Right. Um, but. I had a time, I and it's a beautiful play, game. I did go through all, like, all of Breath of the Wild. I didn't 100% Breath of the Wild, but I did. Like, the Geekscape was no and I, By the way, that I went full on. I was never that, and this is going to be terrible, I was never that much of a Zelda fan. All right, talk to you later, bye. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I got to tell you, Breath of the Wild is my, was my favorite game of the year. It's incredible. It's my favorite game of the year. Yeah. It's It makes my Switch. Worth it. Worth it. I was like, oh, $300 for a Switch? For just to be a Zelda machine? Worth it. Well, totally worth it. It's considering you're putting in well over 100 hours in that game. I think easily. Um, the next one I'm excited for was I played Sonic Mania when before they open before they opened the, the floor at E3 or at, at Comic Con. Like Sonic, Sonic. I went over to the I went over to the Sega guy before they opened the floor. We, yeah. It was still like we were still setting up the booth, and they hadn't opened the doors yet. It was I guess it was the Wednesday of preview night, uh-huh. and I walked over there just kind of seeing what all the booths had, uh-huh. and the guy was testing the Sonics. And I played for about ten minutes. Sonic How Mania. It? it felt like the first two Sonic games. Really? It for the first time since I played the first. Do, two and Sonic do you feel games, like you felt, felt like the, the speed? Games. You felt the speed? I felt the speed. Interesting. Sega. I felt it. And which, by the way, is one of the greatest. One of the greatest commercial. Have you uh, have you read console wars? I mean, if you read books, if you if you read console wars, okay. by Blake Harris, it's about Sega as a corporation. Sega of America taking it at Nintendo and carving out that sales, and then and then in, in establishing lost the, it. But that Sega of Japan, and you read, you you see the culture war between Sega of America and Sega of Japan, and it is the most fascinating book about that entire era where the where the Genesis was becoming the thing, and actually yes. carved out like a forty nine <coughs> or fifty percent market share from Nintendo, and then, and who then was they so dominant. Up. Then they messed up because I love the Saturn, yes. but it was a misstep. Well. It was competing against the 32X, and yeah. I mean, they, they carved up their own audience. Yeah. And, and then it, the Dreamcast was a brilliant machine, but once again, you, you should recon- they, they got away Wars. from it again. That's like, that's like, I didn't know what they were doing. Console man. Wars is a, it's a fascinating read, and, and if I got to sell you on it, uh, Seth Rogen optioned it to maybe be a movie. Oh, great, great. But Console Wars is fascinating. Hey, listen, I will. And it's I, all about that. I will read it. I Our read era. It. I'll read it. Where we were like, dude, how did Sega F it up? Not only them, there was, I mean, look. And then they allowed, they both did, Nintendo and them, the Sony PlayStation. Which was going to be the Sega PlayStation. I know. Which is in the book. I know. And it is insane. I heard. And I was like, how do you make that mistake? Sony's like, all right, well, you know, we'll just go on. We already built it. What is going on? It's a pretty. They didn't think CDs. They didn't think CDs was going to be the thing. Geekscape is. If you have not read Console Wars, it is required reading for all of you, regardless of whether or not you're not a fan. You're a fan of video games. You're just going to see it as 
It's a it's a book and about our culture. Be, and you should be friends. You should be fans of it now because it's so interactive now. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Sonic Mania is going to tide us over into that Mario game, Mario Odyssey. If you're a oh, Switch owner, man, that actually looks. That's what's going no, to tie me to Mario. No, that actually looks really good. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. I, I saw it at E3. Uh, I mean, but what, what does Nintendo not do good, man? I mean, you know, they they're we'll quirky. See. They're quirky. Mm-hmm. I still think they need to put a virtual console on the Switch and I feel like there's a reason why they're not doing it I don't know what the reason is I hope it's not right. what I'm thinking I think they don't want to cannibalize the, th- the 3DS or the two, mm-hmm. 2DS but come on man I mean the Switch is such a great console yep. but you're hamstringing it because we want to play our old stuff on there I do I want to play Quest. I want to play Gar- I would love to play Gar- it's, it's on the virtual console it is for the I still have the cartridge for the 3DS oh my god just as it because I wanted it I, I can't play it on it my favorite game on the Game Boy was Gargoyles Quest it's an incredible game Followed by Final Fantasy Legends. I still have a Nintendo 3DS because of Gargoyles Quest because I downloaded it. Yeah, it's perfect. It's the only and it's great because you can do the saves and yeah. stuff like that. It was, it was amazing. Eugene, we're getting to know each other like like again. We've known each other for 10 years, but now we're, now we're seeing that we were fans of all these little all idiosyncratic these games, things. Man. I'm telling you, man. Eternal Darkness, Nintendo GameCube. Didn't, I skipped the Silicon GameCube. Knights. I was in college. You should you should have played. So that. I skipped the GameCube ah! until I moved to LA. Okay. Got the GameCube and really only became a fan of like Wind Waker and some of those games. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. Mario Sunshine. Mario like Sunshine. That. So yeah, I stuck yeah. basically to like the first party games because yeah. I was really late, really late. Hey man, I I was in Canada and bought a Nintendo 64. Really? In Canada, the, when it first came it's out. Expensive as hell. I didn't care. I was making money at the time. Right. So I was like, oh, I'll get it. And then I was seeing this girl, too, so she was excited because I got Super Mario Kart. This is incredible. Great. I still think Mario Kart 8 is the best Mario Kart. The one that the one, the one is something right now. The new one. Yeah, it's phenomenal. The kid that plays... I do a show called Lego Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And the kid that plays my little brother waxed me in an in a, in a embarrassing way. He waxed me in an embarrassing way. I never... He left in his car... Ameri- and I never saw him again. And then until he lapped me, he just passed me and then like left. I never saw him again. Like Derek Cranavelt, who's our managing editor at Geekscape, is pro- is the best Mario Kart player I've ever met. I hope he, I want him. To, I want him to play my play my. And, and Derek, let me like like I remember Derek waxing me so fucking hard. I just started in. He wasn't in the same room with me. He lived in Vancouver. I just started. Screaming. I was like, damn it. One of us on this game went to the Nintendo Championships, and it wasn't you, Derek. Like, <laughs> dude, I used to play with power. Wait a minute, you used to? You, did you go to championships? I went to the championships. Get out of here. Best memory of my childhood. And you got waxed by him? They didn't have Mario Kart back then. I just had to get 50 coins in Mario and then pass the first round. Oh, like, you were a Mario champion. Well, no, no. The way that cartridge worked was you yeah. get 50 coins in Mario, yeah. and then it freezes. You go to Rad Racer, you finish the first course, and then you finish up, oh, your, five, right. and then you finish up your, five ti- your five minutes on Tetris. Yeah. Once I got to Tetris, like, I, I was like that fucking little girl in Jurassic Park. I was like, oh, it's a Linux system. <laughs> like, I was just fucking dropping blocks like crazy. Oh, see, I love... I, that's another... That's a, there is nothing better than the original Tetris mm-hmm. on a Game Boy. With the cable. Just... It's pure. It's just it's pure. <laughs> it's pure. There's something about a Game Boy that I still think was probably my favorite console because it felt like an extremely pure experience. Dude, in Mario Land, when you get to the fucking oh, yeah. planes, oh when you oh got my. to the planes in Super Mario Land, and you're yep. like, "What is happening? Why are these why, why are these sphinxes shooting things?" Dude, it's about Double Dragon. I was like, you know, Double Dragon. Uh, Tet- Tetris got so much play. Yeah. Touch has got someone's play, and then I, I was so mad when my Nintendo Game Boy burned out. 
Because, mm-hmm. you know, at some point they burn out. And You've seen that one that was in the first Gulf War, right? It's a, it, so whenever you're in New York, go to the Nintendo store, okay. and there's a Nintendo there that was in an explosion in the first Gulf War. Get out of here. Got lit on fire, melted, and then it still turned on. What? They, they have it. It was in the first Gulf War. Uh, it, they, it was in the first... Yeah, uh-huh. and, and, and you'll see it at the Nintendo store. They have it like in a little mini museum on the second floor. Oh, wow. It's, it's worth watching. All right, where are we going to see you next, Oh, uh, well, right now, I don't know if you'll see me. Oh, what is, is we'll it, hear this, you. Well, you'll hear me uh, starting Monday, actually, but I don't know no, when this I'm is coming No, I'm posting it today. You're uh, posting no, it today? I'm not posting it today. Monday is to, I'm posting it Monday, so today. So Monday, July today, 31st. Today. Lego Star Wars. Free Maker Adventures Season 2 premieres. So, Geekscapists, right now you can listen to Eugene in... Xander Freemaker! Yeah. So. That was my character. And then, uh, and then um, we're going to... Uh, I got a, um, Still the King that's on mm-hmm. um, Country... Uh, on CMT. My, I found out my Billy friend Ray Kevin Cyrus. Brennan. Yeah! Oh, that. is this your friend? Kevin gave me my first condom. When I lost my virginity, can I it tell was you something? because that, Kevin gave can me I tell you a that? condom. Do you know that doesn't surprise me? Kevin's a wild Kevin's man. Kevin's a wild man. <laughs> I just saw Kevin uh, there. Man, that's funny, man. Yeah. I didn't know you knew Kevin. He was a freshman at really UT do- in Austin, and I was a senior dude, man. in high school. Get out. He's a dope dude. Kevin's man. awesome. He's awesome, and that whole group of them. He posted a photo. He or Jeff Grace posted some photo on oh, Facebook. Oh, Jeff Grace. Jeff Grace is funny. Have you seen Jeff's movie that he directed? No, I can't, I'm here. I'm supposed to see it. I, 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 he told me about it. I haven't seen Talk it. Talk about having enough rehearsal spent, like time. I think rehearsal is a secret. Yeah. It's not a secret. You just fucking, you should be able to rehearse. Yeah. Uh, TV obviously can't, but like, yeah. rehearsal is worth it. Uh, his movie, that one with Alex Karpovsky, is phenomenal. It, really? And the things that they put together in rehearsal mm. made it into the movie, that made it into the movie art, incredible character pieces. Oh, I dude. Now, cannot, now I, gotta, I now cannot I say enough it. about Jeff Grace's movie. Every time you, you said a bunch of stuff that I was like, oh, I, 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 I'm going to have to say this. Will yeah, email. I'm going to have to say because I'm like, list. and by the way, you know you're going to get a picture taken of you, and then I'm going to post that we did this. Recording Geekscape. I'll do the it's same. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. My camera's not as good as yours, but. Well, I also uh, have my seven. But still the king is, that it, it's a, what's it on? It's on CMT. CMT. Uh, Country Music Television Channel. And that's the. Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, man. The only reason you were in that was because Kevin or Jeff posted some Instagram photo. And it was a crowd photo yeah. of like, hey, it was great working with these guys. And I was like, you, you were the only black dude. <laughs> no, no, there's not another black dude. It was on CMT. There's he, another you guys dude. looked like two dots on a domino. Like, I was like, what? I was like, who's that black dude? And I zoomed in. I was like, that's fucking Eugene. <laughs> fucking Eugene, man. That's actually funny. That's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you may be the, you guys may be the first black dudes on CMT next to. The, I might actually next, be next to Hootie. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. I ain't got mad at me because I did a promo for them. Um, uh, a friend of mine had us had, had us do a promo, and I didn't know what to say, so I improv the last part of it. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, "Still the King coming back in July 11th on one of them white people channels." <laughs> and I guess they did not like that. CMT's like, listen, they're like, whoa, it's not like whoa, this anymore. <laughs> whoa. Take that off, and I was like, and so we took it off. Of course you did. But I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's about as wrong as what we were saying. I mean, but it's not that. I mean, it it's wrong, but funny. it's comedy wrong. You can't air it. You comedy but it's wrong. It's funny. It's hey, they thought it was funny, but they couldn't use it. No hell, no, they can't use it. Um, dude, thanks for coming on. Geek and by the State. way, what most most channels are white people channels. 
<laughs> That's what I'm saying. We are living in a world. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome hanging out with you, dude. Yeah, it was a good time, uh, man. Geekscapist, where can we follow you on, like, where can the Geekscapist follow you on, like, social media? Okay, that? you can find me uh, at at Voodoo Daddy. That's uh, V-U-D-U-Daddy on um, Twitter it's, and Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Yeah, those are my two places. I don't do the, the book of face. It's a mess. I just don't do that. I love talking to you, Geekscape, on it, and I love the fact that you guys Can't are on the it. Facebook do it. Geekscape. Maybe group, I'll create a fan page one day, but I just, I, 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 just, I need, I need a disconnect. You man. need space. I need space, man. It's not you. It's not you guys. It's not you guys. It's me. That is why we're out here in the open air yeah. of the park. Y'all should see this. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take a picture so you can, and they can post it, man. And Geekscape, uh, if you want to hear how we tried to start the episode, oh yeah, it's up. Right now, we will <laughs> see you guys next week. Thanks, Eugene, for being with us. Hey, man, it's a pleasure, man. And Geekscape is now, now, now enjoy the botched intro that we previously recorded. It's so botched. But we're in the park and people are practicing with bow staffs over Isn't there. Isn't that so. crazy? But no, 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 no. Not only bow staff, I think that they're, they're photographers. There's a, they're I honestly think they're using, the um, I think they're doing a, a Star Wars thing. Oh, they're, Isn't that kind of funny? I think they're like, because they look like they're bow staffs, but I think they're using them like lightsabers. Okay, we're going to go check out uh, what they're doing here in the park. Enjoy the beginning of this episode that wasn't really the beginning. That really was not the beginning. Hold on a second. Yeah, can't wait uh, to put that up. But I'm going to take you another one. Okay. No, I'm sticking with this one. Eugene just took a picture of me recording your Geekscape episode. Yeah, and Again, go to post it today or on Monday. You can, no, you can, the photos, you can do whatever. No, no, I might post it on Monday when okay. you post it. So then I'll be like, hey, I, this is when I was doing this. And I was like, hey, this is, I mean, oh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I'll probably take I my lens, off. lens off. Everybody's getting to hear how... Goober, <laughs> I am right process. now. It's a goober. It's a goober moment right now, everybody. And we're still. I still. Hold on a second. Yeah. There you go. All right. Got John laughing. Photo. Look, look. That's a good photo. Thanks, man. Uh, Geeks gave us. We will get you next week. Enjoy the botched beginning of the episode. Yep. Peace. Peace. Hey Geekscape, it's got a brand new Geekscape episode for you. If this is your first Geekscape, we're going to be talking movies, video games, and comics. We're recording this episode outside at Barnesville Park, beautiful Barnesville Park, and I, uh, here in the heart of Hollywood. I've got a friend I've ha- I wanted to get on the show for a long time today, uh, and his name is Eugene Bird. We first met over 10 years ago. It has to be at least 10. Least. Oh, maybe, be. maybe, maybe a little under. Maybe when well, when did under. Scott Culver make his movie? Oh man, whoa, that man, was it about ten years ago? That was, uh, oh my goodness, man, it might have been. I keep trying to decide whether it was. I, I, how much of that movie did you actually block out? Not only did you block out the movie, you blocked out the the year it was made. Man, the thing is, because I did so much around that time, and uh, whenever the Cleveland show, before the Cleveland show came on, okay. I auditioned for the Cleveland show, and I was doing that at the same time, and, you and I couldn't go back set. in. I couldn't go back in to do the Cleveland show because, because I was working on um, on How to Make Love. And they, I mean, are you pissed about it? I'm a little upset. I, I thought my buddy, because you know, I, first of all, Kevin Michael Richardson is an amazing, amazing voiceover actor. I would love to do the stuff he did but I was sitting there going hey that voice almost sounds like what I was doing in the room oh no so I was like darn it so but you probably sort of got it and then I saw you like a year or two later that's an airplane folks I saw you like a year or two later at um, at uh, Mel's Barbecue Oh, that's right. Yeah, like, yeah, randomly. Yeah. Random. Mel's Barbecue. Well, but, you know, I feel like a lot of people randomly will, will pop up at Mel's Barbecue that should go, what are you doing? Yeah, and Mel works at Boom. I, I know, you guys have heard Mel on the show years ago. I had Mel on the show. Uh, and how do you know Mel? I'm new, I knew Mel through Seth Green. 
he's their publicist guy. Like Mel, Mel like, is like Mel does like a lot of the publicity for, for, for Boom, for Boom, right? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I just know I met him when you when you're at Seth Green's house or you're hanging out with Seth Green. And Mel and Seth are super close. They're 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 cool. Well, they're friends. Yeah, they're friends. Um, but I don't know if he, he met Seth through his wife Claire or he knew Seth before. We never got into a conversation of how he knew Seth, but that's how I met met Mel. Great and, guy. And then I keep bumping into you outside of your 24-hour fitness. Yes, when I used to be in shape. <laughs> no, hey, we're going to get you back there. I know I got to get back, man. I'm so out of shape right well, now. Well, we've been going through some stuff. Yeah. And yeah, as yeah. grown men, we just had a little powwow about yeah. our our years, and we're both pretty much the same age, and mm-hmm. we are working through some shit, Geekscape. So I'm sorry that we're not in the Culver City studios there at Westwood One. I'm sorry that you just heard an airplane go over you, but you know what? We're out here in the beautiful air. And it's uh, pretty. In a park, and you're hearing, for your mind. you're hearing a little bit of wind, but you're going to deal with it, because Eugene and I do not want to be stuffed in a studio <laughs> in Culver City right now. No, not right now. Not we're, right now. I miss Comic-Con. <laughs> Do you, you really miss Comic-Con? No, I think what I miss was, uh, and I really hope if you guys are listening to this, that you went back and listened to the almost two-hour Geekscape Comic-Con Spectacular, because it's every interview that I did at the Geekscape booth, and uh, it's a nice little, it's a nice little uh, uh, example of what we experienced here at Comic-Con. It, it, a little bit of everything. We had pro wrestlers, and rappers, and comic creators, and actors and everything on the show so go back and listen to it if you want that's really what geekscape's about is like the whole diversity of being a geek um but i I think i miss the team aspect of it where i get to see all the geekscapists okay Okay. and i get a nice barometer Mm -hmm. of whether or not what i'm doing is still worth doing and when someone still love it i still love it and when somebody comes by the booth and they say hey geekscape did this for me or it really meant a lot for me when you did this uh that that's you know and even when they just buy a shirt and appreciate what you do or maybe they like matt kelly's podcast or they like the new star trek podcast we put out like that stuff is always really great so you really love the validation that you i feel that for the gods for the work that you guys have done on the podcast that you feel like oh people do really like it they do appreciate yeah it. when you make nothing but free stuff for like a, like like, <laughs> like 12 months out of the year you want that one five-day period where people come up and say hey man that free stuff you're making is awesome thank you for doing it (laughs) 10 years in uh so in that way i do miss comic-con if you would like to validate me in any way geekscapist go on itunes and leave us a review or leave a comment on soundcloud and all this because that's that's it uh and you know what we finally got eugene here and i don't think eugene's a stranger to you guys either because if you've been watching CW, he, he's on the Arrow. Yeah, he I was did Arrow already, for a second. I did, you did uh, Arrow for a bit. He was on Castle. No. No, not Castle. Bones. 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 No. Why do people say Castle? You know why? Well, because it's all, a five-letter word. Well, first of all, sometimes no, Cas- Castle yeah. Castle gets confused for us, but Castle came last. I'm sorry. I, I noticed some Castle fans out there, but Castle, I've always felt, was Bones light. It's like they, they came after us, so yeah, I don't, I I don't look at them. Bones with Bones. Angel. Bones. with The guy who played David Boreanaz. David Boreanaz. David Boreanaz. I saw him, and he what? is a handsome ass dude. I think I saw him at Comic Con like two, three he's years ago. He's a nice looking dude. He's a, I, I'm, he's only going to get me to say that once or twice in a lifetime. But he's a good looking guy, <laughs> and I remember guy, seeing he's him cool, cool come guy. up to a party. Yeah. And they just let him ride. Everybody, you know, we're all standing in line. But David Boreanaz comes up. Well, he's first of all, like, if, if you're a geek, your your love of David Boreanaz is strong because right. you're you're a Buffy and Angel fan. You're a Bones fan. And now, in a minute, you're about to be a SEAL Team fan if you like that stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he's a... 
He's, you know, he's a bona fide TV star, man. He's in that new SEAL Team movie? Yeah. That's coming out? No, SEAL Team show. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a show? Out. It's a show on CBS. I know nothing about Yeah, I can't believe I'm stuff. promoting him right now, but I am. Uh, because well, I can't wait. I got friends on there, too, so I hope. Well, what I was seeing, uh, when I was going through, like, your filmography, and, of course, oh. you and I talk about Philly, because I, I spent my undergrad in Philly, and yeah. you're from Philly. And we, obviously, this conversation is going to go to how much we love Wawa Ice Tea. Uh, right. <laughs> that's or Turkey Hill. Really Turkey Hill, Raspberry. Well, they got Turkey Hill out here. They yeah, don't have. They, they do, do have it. Have they Wawa. do it, but they have like the. Yeah, they don't have a Wawa yet, which I don't really understand. Because, but, you know, I always feel like 7 Eleven feel like it has a corner market, but Dunkin' Donuts finally came out here. Well, Dunkin and Donuts finally came out here, and Dunkin' Donuts went down here for a long time. But what's time. the thing in in, Pitts, in Pittsburgh? They've got. What's it? What it's like Stites's or Stitz's or. Um, I don't know their thing. It's like they, so, and they, they, they and Wawa had to make an agreement to not like infringe not, on each other's territory. Well, but I mean, Seven Eleven, but Seven Eleven got to just expand their brains out. But I think Seven Eleven was like early. Seven Eleven was there true. since like true, but forever. But the fun, funny thing is that I've always felt Wawa. This is what we're talking about. Wawa has we're better convenience stores, good food yes. that you can get at the like, no, way better, right? Than anything you're gonna get at Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven gives you the nets, just whatever stuff, they, right? Stuff that you might as well no, just seven grab and go. Seven is disgusting. It's just grab and go. It's, it's just grab and go. It's disgusting. I see. It's disgusting. I had a pizza from Seven Eleven once. Why? Once. Why? I was in a bad place. Why? <laughs> I mean, you have to be in a really bad place. It's 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 kind of how I looked at the other night. Um, and I mean, we're at that age now where Taco Bell is probably not what you should get. No, it, it will stay with you. It and it did. It did. Yeah. Like there's, I have a video of me and my friends eating Taco Bell and how saying why. Man, this is maybe a, two months ago. Two months ago? So maybe two or three months ago. No, it stays with you. And, and my body was like, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Why But your body's you saying this? that like three days later. Yeah, it was saying that for like a couple of days. And going, uh, I, I remember I had, I don't know if I had a chalupa. I had one of those uh, Doritos, those tacos. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the local tacos. The local tacos, Doritos. And I'm like, and it tastes good in the moment. <laughs> and then when your body, as you're eating it, is going down. And you're fighting your instincts to go. I need to stop doing this. I why need did to I stop do this? doing this. Why did I? Why, and you want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you oh. know, that's what happens. You know what I'm doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I just switched. Geekscape is sorry about that wind. I just switched to our actual microphones. Wait a minute. What have we been? We've been talking through these? <laughs> yeah. That Hilarious. That doesn't work at all. The Geekscapers are like, dude, oh. it sounds terrible. Oh, wow. Now it's going to sound excellent. Do you want to start over? We could, Hey, we can start whenever you feel like. If you want to start over, we can. Yeah. I think it's going to be funny. It's going to be a good outtake. That was really funny. Geekscapers, I'm, I'm, putting, that on the, I'm putting this on the end of the episode. Um, 